Yeah. My dick can come start tripping. I eat his ass and it tastes like lemon pepper chicken. <laughs> Is GSPN considered a friend? You come to the right place to have a good time. I like to do rhymes, but I don't really do it. Now that's enough music. Let's go and get to it. Good morning, everybody. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is another episode of GSPN, and boy, oh boy, we got some things lined up for you. First things first, I am Darth Jafar. I'm going to be the host of today's episode. It's good to have you back, everybody. I'm talking to the customers, the customers, I'm talking to the listeners. But of course, I'm also talking to my, let's see if I get the word right this time, my, um, my core whores. <laughs> One of my, my main bitches. <laughs> That's what we're gonna be core whores now. Uh, to my to my left is. Oh no! I guess it's me. Um, it's usually it's usually siete. <laughs> I am the siete uno, and I'm hoping by this time by by recording the season the season would have started, and I would not have to keep on reminding everyone that we do not need Ben Simmons. We don't need Ben mm. Simmons. If it hasn't gotten to that point, we don't need Ben Simmons. Very good. Very good argument. This is a reminder. Yes. And this is Falcon Chew. And boy, is it getting hot in here drinking this gentleman's Jack. <laughs> oh, shout out to shout out to Ronnie who got me this for my birthday. Thank you, Ronnie. Shy Ronnie. Well, uh, gentlemen, as per the usual, we're always talking basketball because growing up in san antonio that's the real only major sport we have here so we we like to think of ourselves as seasoned nba fans who not only know a lot about our san antonio spurs but we like to keep up with the league in general and and we know a lot of players that have been on a lot of teams in the past i don't know if any of you have the list of all the uh the gentlemen that were involved in this incident we're about to talk about i'll pull it up but uh one of one of the biggest things in the news right now is approximately 20 i think it was 18 former nba players that were arrested uh was it for money laundering or was it for fraud i, I think it had it to do fraud. with like health care yeah yeah mm-hmm. which is uh which is all, I, I, I don't want to call it big extravagant news, but a couple of the names on there were people that I would say were fairly important, not to the league, but maybe to certain franchises. Uh, you had Glenn Baby, Big Baby Davis, who was a big part of the Celtics back in their 08 run. You had um, uh, Tony Allen in there. I throw, out, I throw in Tony Allen because that guy, even though he wasn't a great scorer or anything, Kobe said that that was... Uh, the hardest person to ever play against he was the best defender so you know you got the guy who could lock up kobe in a sense thrown on that list uh and a couple of former spurs were on that list too shannon doo-doo brown <laughs> melvin eli i remember melvin eli being on there yeah uh darius miles former number one pick or like number three pick or something like that that was a big one but uh, darius miles has always been financial trouble for the league reuben patterson played for the blazers back in the day yeah, there's a lot. Sebastian Telfair was on the list. There he is. He was the cousin of Stefan Marbury, by the way, everybody. <laughs> In case you didn't know. <laughs> Damn, um, Antoine, right? Yep. So uh, big just... news, big news. I don't understand too much about like fraud and stuff, but apparently this is a big no-no. <laughs> 
this is something you're not supposed to do. So <laughs> from my understanding is that they're just, they were saying they went to the doctor and then they submitted for reimbursement for the claims and they were getting the money. Like they were just getting money from the NBA, but I don't know how they, I don't know exactly how they got caught, but I think one of the things was that one of the players was playing like in, like the I don't know if it was the Chinese league or the European league or something I don't know what it was but the day that the when he submitted the claim the day that he said he was getting his dental work done he was playing a game that same day see see so it was kind of like you know don't be a dumb fuck kind of deal you're absolutely right interesting interesting well i don't know me. oh go oh, ahead I'm sorry go ahead go ahead. No, go ahead yeah so that thing right there reminds me of of one of you know how siete used to do those intros of don't do this it reminds <laughs> yeah. me of like you know don't submit a fraudulent healthcare claim when you're playing basketball in another country and there's stats that prove it something Siete would say at the beginning of a podcast intro that is like legit like i'm like dude what the fuck are y'all doing like i get it i mean and i mean i'm looking at the list i mean honestly some of the players that i'm looking through i don't even remember some of them like i don't like i know glenn davis because i remember they were saying like he was a baby shack but i mean for some of these players dude i know eli or melvin eli was on there I remember him from when he played with the Spurs, but but even then he wasn't like a starter, right? He was just like a like a bench player for us. Yeah, he was bench. Yeah, so I mean, I get it. Like some of these players were just players that were nobodies that you know probably didn't even make that much money while they were playing. You know what I mean? But still, like, don't be a dumbass. Like, obviously they're gonna get caught. Like the NBA is not just gonna give out free money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know, Seth and Jafar. Healthcare fraud happens all the time, but I always feel like you're under a microscope when you're a celebrity, a professional athlete, a politician, like, you know, I did not have sexual relationships with Monica Lewinsky type of thing. You're always under that radar. And if you're going to do it, at least be smart about it. Like you're under that radar. And, and what I, what I, one of the things that they mentioned was Glenn Davis, Tony Allen, and one of the other dudes had submitted claims that they had surgery done at a dentist on the same six teeth on the same day oh really <laughs> damn yes and... <laughs> oh my fucking god <laughs> like i didn't on, know bro. that it's like let me copy your homework bro but yeah let me copy so this... your homework but don't don't make it the same <laughs> this was all orchestrated by terrence williams one of the players and the way that this started was because there was one time when he had done a fraudulent claim for a chiropractor and he was able to to bank seven thousand, a little over seven thousand dollars. And once he got that successfully done, he was like, "Hey, I think I'm onto something." And that's when he started to recruit other players to doing it. And he Damn. would get kickbacks from it. He would get a little cut out of it. That's crazy, man. That is wild. Dude. You never think it goes down like that. You know. Also, um, Tony Allen. I feel like he's probably the the one that stands out to me the most, just because not too long ago we talked about that Memphis is going to retire his jersey. Oh, true. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> of course, this is going to leave a, a a skid mark, if you will, on his reputation. But I wonder if it's going to affect his jersey retirement because I, I don't do know. You think, do you think this is something they get jail time for? Or is this just a slap on the wrist kind of thing? It's possible jail time. Yeah, it's possible. So we'll really? see what see how strong their attorneys are. Man, gotta use that money they got from the from the claims. 
Get those good attorneys, man. <laughs> well, I heard, I heard, I don't know what the stat was anyway, but there's, I heard a rumor somewhere that there's a good percentage of NBA players that are broke within like six years of retiring. Right. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, how does that happen? Like, if I played one season in the NBA for like six million dollars, that six million's lasting until I'm like dead and gone. <laughs> well, dude, some of these players they just go extravagant. That's why. I believe that's why Tony Parker started his that business he runs in San Antonio. It's like a, a consulting firm for for young players that like teaches them not to do that shit. Am I wrong on that, or am I am I, am I bullshitting? Am I? I don't remember. Well, you are drunk, but you might be right. Yeah, I'm drunk. But one of the podcasts I was listening to earlier, it said, "Oh, it's a GSPN because you're supposed to only do some GSPN podcasts." No, but I will say this: that he did say Glenn Davis played for the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If that helps any, as far as the legitimacy of, of podcasts that you should be listening to. But That's why you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that he said was, you know, he was talking about the situation and then he said, and this is why the NBA should provide assistance to these players on how they should manage their money. And I'm like, That's not the NBA's responsibility, man. The NBA play, pays these players. It's their responsibility to seek outside advice on how to manage your assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of like on that as well. I mean, you're making money. I mean, just fucking be smart about it. I don't know. Like, like I look at it like as from us being poor as fuck, you know, if you're going to get that kind of money, might as well use it smartly. Like, don't just go buy shit. Like, I think it was Shaq was talking about like what he was doing with his money. When he got like a contract, like he legit like cut it in half, put half of it in the bank or investments or whatever, and then the rest was for cash, like just for spending. So that's how he divvied up his money, which is smart. I mean, fucking, if Shaq can, well, I, I actually Shaq is kind of smart. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say if Shaq can do it, fucking <laughs> anybody can do it. But no, Shaq's Shaq's pretty smart. But yeah, man, it's, I don't know. Like, I would be, I would try to be smart with my money. I mean, dude, I'm not gonna fucking. Especially with me, like, you never know, like, if you're going to just be, like, not playing in the next year, you know? Like, basketball is not a guaranteed thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But the reason that these guys might have run out of money is because of peer pressure, you know? Because none of these were superstars, but they were on teams with superstars. So maybe they saw their superstar friends paying all this money to get extravagant things, and they wanted to be like that. And therefore, they went, they blew that money real quick. That could be it. That could definitely be it. And you know what? That's that's forever. That does suck that people don't... I don't know, man. It's just, like, you gotta still be smart. Like, fuck, man. I Well, I guess if they get drafted young, that can make sense. But, yeah, dude, it's fucking... You gotta be smart with your fucking money. You should have learned, like, beforehand. Like, you need... To, you know, like, your agent should have been smart about it. Like, that's the problem. I think the problem is getting a lot of yes-men. Speaking of yes-men, motherfucking Kawhi Leonard is one <laughs> player that I do hope that he is not being smart with his money and i let i hope his uncle is running it which would mean that his uncle's probably stealing his money which would be a story that i 100 bet is gonna come out soon i digress i would but... love to hear that <laughs> 2020 mm-hmm. well we'll see what how everything pans out but yeah a lot of players just aren't smart with their money and then some players just aren't smart at all not to bring ben simmons up again but you know you talk about like knowing the value of money since we grew up poor it's it's the same thing like i think of ben simmons and i'm like you're getting paid millions to pay to play a game dude just fucking show up go and learn how to shoot but he's still in the news uh, a lot of rumors circulating around right now about him with indiana 
a trade with uh, Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Chris LeBert. I think uh, I think Philadelphia should just hold off and just keep finding the guy. Chris LeBert's injury prone, and Malcolm Brogdon's a good player, but he's no franchise like face of the franchise kind of guy. But I mean, it's a sour relationship. It's one of those things where like you don't you don't want to keep him, but it's kind of fun making him stay because it makes him miserable, you know. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's got they got to do something with him, man. Like they should just like <laughs> going back to uh, what we were talking about earlier. I think a few pat, uh, cats to go about our our player that in our in our league that just sends outrageous trade requests. I feel like that's what Philadelphia was doing. Like they were just sending like stupid trade requests, and like they should have just went with one of them like they should have just went like all right realistically this is what we want and just went with it you know because by this point because they can't like he's just going to be a roster spot now right so they're going to start the season with one less person on the bench yeah because of that like they need to get rid of him and they need to do something with him i think they should take the indiana offer just to just to get rid of him it's not like indiana's a good team so he wouldn't be making the playoffs (laughs) yeah True that. True fucking that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, dude. Like fucking I mean, like I said at the beginning, like we just like I mean the Spurs, I really hope the Spurs don't do it. I, I think every time I read on our on that group that we're in, the Spurs group, everything every article that I've read has said that that the talks between the Spurs and Philadelphia have not gone anywhere, which I'm happy about. Good. Like like they're just fucking fucking it up i I hope it continues to be like that yeah that's how it should stay man because they should just not mess with the team the spurs chemistry at, at anymore at this point it's already a rebuild in process if you throw ben simmons in there it's literally just making everything we've already accomplished this far crumble to the ground you know mm-hmm. it, it's it, it'd be shattering yeah i don't want and, i don't want anything like that that's pretty much the biggest news going around in the nba but yeah dude it just it just makes you wonder like What's going to happen with Ben Simmons, man? Like, it could go either way. There's multiple realities, I'm sure, where he gets sent to the Pacers, or I'm pretty sure there's a reality out there where the Spurs get him. You know, really makes you wonder, what if? What if the Spurs pulled the trigger on a Bert, uh, on a Ben Simmons uh, trade? If if there was a world where the Spurs got Ben Simmons, it would probably be the first world where Ultron went to like destroy because that is the <laughs> biggest <laughs> that is the biggest freaking what's the word? Uh, oh, it's like a fucking appalling it? thing. It's oh. a thing that has to do with church. You already know it. Fall- not a fallacy. They use it in what? Guardians of the Galaxy too. I don't know. It's an SAT word. Fallacies. Fallacies. Who yes, <laughs> <laughs> was that? Mouse Rat? Oh no, that's uh, Jesse Pinkman's man. Yeah. That dude on the bass was yeah. sick, man. That was a sick bass. He sounded like Flea from fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> No, man, but this was, we we uh, just came upon the last episode of What If. Uh, I'm sad. It was only nine episodes. I didn't think it was going to be only nine episodes. That that was a kind of a slap in the face to me. I thought it was going to be at least 12. I'm also sad that uh, the real Star-Lord, Peter Quill, wasn't actually really used in it because he was in the first episode when Ego came and he's like, hello, son, at the Dairy Queen. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder what, what this version of Peter Quill is going to do. Literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's there. But, uh, 
but it was good. I think overall it was a good finale, dude. I really thought it was a good way to like involve a little bit of everything that we've seen so far. I really enjoyed seeing zombie Scarlet Witch come up against uh, Ultron. That would have been a battle that I would have liked to see a little bit more time mm-hmm. on the screen for because she looked like she was about to go hard in the paint. But uh, I don't know. What do you all think, man? What were some of your favorite things about the finale? Really quickly, just because you brought that up, I did want to bring up, or I did want to say, I thought that there was going to, like, I feel like they were teasing it that zombie, or was it Zonda? Is that what we said? Or zombie Wanda? Zomba Zomba, Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> Zomba Wanda. I thought there was actually going to be something that came from that. Like, I thought there was going to be, I thought Ultron was going to, like, reveal that he was Vision. And then I thought he was going to end up, like, in the finale, end up using Wanda to fuck up something, you know? I don't know if you guys got that, because... Because they like lingered on her, like she made like a face when when she saw Vi- like Ultron. I guess I don't know. Oh, I'm just yeah. Well, you know what else? I, I I kind of was like, oh damn! I thought we were gonna see it from the the zombie place. Was it, well, it's really two things. I was like, either a, I thought we were gonna get the zombie Thanos that had the Infinity Gauntlet already. Oh, that would have been, been crazy. Cool. Or I was thinking maybe those remaining heroes that were going to Wakanda in the zombie episode. It was Peter Parker and Scott Lang's head. And who else was it? Who was the who other one? Survived. Falcon? Wasn't Wait, Falcon. didn't, didn't T'Challa survive? Oh, I think it was T'Challa. Yeah. But I was, was like, maybe like, I was like, maybe those thing. heroes will come and join, join the guardians of the multiverse because they didn't have Spider-Man and they didn't have like <laughs> Scott Lang's head, but I guess maybe those people were killed by the Thanos zombie. Maybe, <laughs> who knows? But, I don't know. Uh, like I, I overall, I thought this was a good series. Like it was real interesting. I thought. Do you think? Would do you think anything that happened in the What If animated series is going to make it into actual movies? Do you think we'll see a version of Doctor Strange that actually like lost his heart and has like dark eyes and shit like that? Do you think Cumberbatch I hope will play so. a version of that? I hope so. Like that would make I don't know. That would be cool to see. That would really. Cool. <clears throat> I don't know. I would like to see that. Uh, oh, what I did like was seeing seeing Zola. <laughs> Zola, oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Back. I don't know what it is about him. He makes me laugh. But I was surprised to see the Watcher get involved. But but Ultron did take the first shot. And I remember Siete, I think, saying that he heard something about that people were saying the Watcher was going to do something. Even though he's just supposed to be a Watcher. Watcher's going to watch. But he didn't. He doesn't because, watch. Because I, I feel like he did, he got involved because his purpose was being messed with. Because he had to protect what he watched. Otherwise, he would not have anything to watch. Because there was a part way at the end when Scarlet, I mean, uh, Black Widow is like, you know, she wants to get her, her go into her perfect timeline or her specific timeline. And he's like, no, <laughs> basically. And then she she's like, oh, oh, we are. You just watch us. You just watch our lives. And then he, he said, you, your stories, they are everything to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what he lives for. Like, that's why he got involved, because this is what he lives for. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like if you were watching, like, your favorite TV shows, you know, and stuff started to go awry. If you could go into your favorite TV show and, like, tell a certain character, like, point them in the right direction, it would, you you would do that if if it meant making the show stay better, you know? <laughs> But that's what, like, but isn't that how it always is in the comics? Doesn't he always, like, end up interfering? Some, I for feel some like, yeah, fucking reason? he does. Some level. Yeah. 
Uh, I've been lied to my whole life. <laughs> what are we watching? No, I, I'm just showing. That's this is like right after Wanda. Uh, so oh. for the listeners, I, I I'm just I've just shared my screen showing like Wanda, zombie Wanda, when when Ultron was there in her world, and it's like the face that she, like this is literally like right after like shooting him with her powers, and like that's the face she makes. Like she's making like this face where like I don't know like. It, it, I guess they, they could say that she was like just surprised that her powers didn't kill Ultron. But I feel like when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, she's going to come back and fucking wreck shop with the Avengers. But I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm interested if there if that's going to be something that happens in season two, because it looks like there's going to be a season two episode or, or, or for the show. There was an end scene credit, right? Yeah. End credit scene. What'd y'all get out of that? What'd y'all think that meant? I, I think it's Steve Rogers that's in there. Yeah, right? that's what like, I was getting off of it. Like, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe he got captured by the Russians and he's the new Winter Soldier. Possibly. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or, Bucky. oh, no, never mind. Bucky again. And she's going to cheat on Steve Rogers? Come on, now. Hey, now. Oh, no, that's a tough one. But, yeah, I, I really hope we see some some live action things that are kind of pulled out of the What If series. It'd just be really cool. Like, unfortunately, I, ha- I had said a-, a while back that I thought that version of Killmonger was going to be redeemed in the show and then maybe be the new Black Panther in the movies. Not going to be the case because he's <laughs> kind of locked away in that little uh, diamond. Um, yeah. But you know what? That's that's the fun in, in doing theories is getting proven wrong sometimes. It it's still it's still progress. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was it, it 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 was a fun show. I wish it lasted a little bit longer, but I guess the that's just how all these Disney Plus shows have been going. And now we have to look forward is the uh, the Hawkeye show coming up for Christmas. So Hawkeye. you know, I, I I know they dropped that trailer a while back. I don't know if we really talked about it. But, I don't think uh, we ever talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was more of a Christmas vibe trailer. You know, I don't think it added too much suspense for me as a viewer, where I was like, oh, now I gotta watch it. But it, it seems like something I can just kind of kick on. I, I think I'm gonna watch it with the same level of intensity that I watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Kind of like with one eye on it, but my other eye on like doing other things. You know? Hell I don't know. I've I'm just sad that Haley at or what's her name? Ooh. No, I can't remember her name. Whoever the, the whoever's playing Kate Bishop, she's also the voice of Gwen Stacy in the Spider Verse movies. So I'm kinda sad that she's not Gwen Stacy in this episode. <laughs> But ye. <laughs> yeah, this series, this series. I'm excited for Hawkeye, man. You know, I, I don't necessarily like Christmas movies, but I do like when movies that that I go to see are based on holidays. Mm. If that makes any <laughs> sense. Yeah. So like, you like Die, die hard. hard and stuff. <laughs> gremlins. Elos Gremlins. Like me and Jafar were talking about the Gremlins the other day. Okay, yeah. I've never seen Gremlins. <sighs> Well, you haven't seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of. I was sheltered. Old stuff. Old stuff. Speaking of old stuff, the uh, Spurs brought back something a little old to sit on the bench (laughs) and help with the team. Hopefully, somebody that can talk some sense into Brian Wright's ear. (laughs) That is Old Faithful, the originator of the coronavirus, Batman, Manu Ginobili, going to be a Spur player. (laughs) A Spur player, a Spur spur advisor. I'm excited about that. I'm hoping that maybe he does. He talks some sense into some some of these fucking people. 
specifically Brian Wright. I don't know how much of a hold he's going to have on the front office, but I know I'm excited because he's really going to help the the young mentalities on that team. So either way, he's he's a valuable asset. I guess he'll be more behind the scenes. I didn't see him in the, on the bench. I was like looking for him, and my dad saw a bald headed guy. He was like, "Unless that's him," and I was like, "No, nah, that's not him." But uh, <laughs> and, Danny, but uh, did did y'all see a uh, pop's quote when he said? Oh, he's gonna help everywhere. He's gonna help Brian Wright with the. With, <laughs> he did say that, but then he also said he's gonna help me. He's gonna help Pop. Is what he said. Pop yeah, man. Awesome. I love. But Pop. I, the, I think it's a good thing when when franchises bring back players that were important to them to to help in certain ways because you want to keep you want to keep it in the family. You want to keep that system kind of going. And there's no one who knows the system better than someone who played through it their entire career. Right. So, and someone I who's do, won four championships. I do like how the Spurs. <sighs> excuse me. Oh, I can smell the fucking wings I had earlier. Oh, <laughs> I can um, smell them now too. <laughs> I like how the like it's weird with the Spurs that players do end up coming back and like being part of the staff. Like I like I, I'm thinking back at, at it now. It's like. We had fucking what's his Doka. name? Udoka, yeah, there we go. And then we had Danny Ferry. Who else? Manu Tim. Did Steve Kerr ever do anything with us for a while? Or no? No, I don't think Steve Kerr did. Tony does, isn't he? T- doesn't? And then we fucking have Brent Berry too. Doesn't Brent Berry do something? Yeah, and I mean Matt Bonner does like commentating oh, that kind. Yeah, like dude, we have a oh, Sean Elliott too with the commentating mm-hmm. for. Dude, we have a lot of Spurs that end up just coming back and the like, pop tree. He, it just it's it works. Like I don't know what it is with the Spurs, but he, it it just fucking works. Oh yeah, man, keep it in the family. That's what I like to hear. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have much else to say on that. But I'm just really excited that Manu is once again part of the team officially he, on paper. Jafar, like you said, something about experts coming back and helping the guys out that really has an effect on it. Like. When Tim came back and he was in the gym with the guys, especially LaMarcus Aldridge, I felt that that had a, had a good effect on him. But it had a better effect on him there than it did when he was sitting on the – like when he was a coach. Like I don't think – I don't really know because I wasn't in the huddles, but I don't think that his coaching was as strong as just him working out with the guys and being there in the yeah. gym with them. I think that was a better thing. And hopefully Manu will be able to do the same. Well, I mean that that's Timmy. He was never really a hype man. He was more of a like – let me show you. Let me show you by action. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> so I saw somewhere they, on like uh, on one of the Facebook things that were like, "Oh, Manu or Tim might be the successor to this to Pop," and I'm like, I don't think so. I think Becky is really the successor. I don't know. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Still, my heart would hurt, dude, if that was the case. What? What do you How? mean? If if Becky wasn't the successor? Oh, wasn't. Okay. Oh, wasn't. Yeah. Yes, my I was bad. about to say. I was like, I didn't mean how to scare you. dare you, Dr. <laughs> like, Jafar? Like, damn you if you don't have the same opinion as us. <laughs> <laughs> we all have different opinions. We no, do. no, you have to have the same opinion as me. That's why you don't open your fucking pops. Sorry, I digress. Well, as my uh, one of my former, or one of my heroes might say that. All righty then. <laughs> um i think i think we had a pretty successful episode a few episodes ago when we did the adam sandler movies our top three we each got two honorable mentions as well and someone else who was very important to us in our childhood jim carrey um also has a a really 
really, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A really great list of films that he's done throughout his his life. And I think it was it was a little it was probably as hard as it was for me with Adam Sandler to make a list of just you know, a top three and two honorable mentions. And and it hurt to leave like one or two out of them out of my list. But, you know, that's just a bullet I'll have to swallow if that's a that's... saying or a pill. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you guys want me to start it off. But I, do you want to do the thing again where we say a quote from each movie? Or because I forgot about that. So I might have to pull one out of my ass. <laughs> if you have one, you can say it. E. Oh, good, good. I mean, for some of these movies, I have, I have. Let me put ten on the clock. All right. So for my my honorable, my first honorable mention, which is honorable mention number two, technically, if this was a list of like top five, and I and I won't do quotes with these since they're honorables, is Dumb and Dumber. Might be a surprise to some people. It's not on my top three. It's one of the ones that surprisingly, I don't know how this worked in my in my mom's mentality but it was one of the jim carrey movies that i wasn't really allowed to watch until i was like older it's like it's weird because i watched a lot of other ones that were probably worse (laughs) but i think my mom just didn't like that kind of humor in the movie which is basic jim carrey humor but anyway i when i did start watching it i mean it's it's a great film a lot of memorable quotes pretty bird um (laughs) just really fun stuff um honorable mention number one didn't make the list because it's not a movie that you really watch all the time. It's more of a seasonal one, but it's fantastic. The, 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 the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Had to throw the Grinch in there, dude. Um, Jim Carrey, I think, did a phenomenal job bringing the Grinch to life in a live-action way. Like, no one else in the history of Hollywood, I think, could have done it as well as Jim Carrey pulled it off. So the Grinch is up there for me. Plus, I just love Christmas movies, and that's one that I watch every Christmas. Okay, now for my top three. Sitting in at number three is something I actually opened up with. The good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Truman Show. It's a serious film. It has, has more like a dark comedy feel, feel to it. I never knew Jim Carrey could make me cry until I watched that movie. I thought he was just a funny guy. That was one of the first films where I was like, whoa, this guy is like, like can be a serious actor. Like, it really, really tugs at your heartstrings. It makes you cry. Just, it's a freaking feel-good movie. You know, the idea of it is so unique, too, because it would never happen. But the movie keeps you invested enough in his life to where you feel like it's something that could happen. So I love that. Favorite movie number two by uh, Jim Carrey. Asshole Romeo. Oh, mia. <laughs> it's gotta be... Ace Ventura Pet Detective. That was one of the VHSs I had as a kid that I wore out. I had no idea about half the humor in it when I was a kid was like really over my head. I remember watching that when I was like five or six and had no idea what was going on in the sex scene. I was just like, oh, they're playing the In the Jungle song. I love that song. (laughs) They're jumping on the bed. I love that. It's just a funny fucking movie, dude. Just you can quote any part of it if it's on tv you can just sit down and keep watching but it's it falls just short just shy being number one to another movie i watched a lot as a kid and probably wore it out a little more and i really have a lot of respect for it now because i know it's a movie or it's based off of a comic book is the mask a lot of memorable quotes a lot of funny moments cameron diaz is a smoking babe in her in her presentation in her introduction into hollywood and i should say smoking Smoking. She's smoking, but yeah, man, that's my top right there. It goes Truman, Ace Ventura, 
in the mask. How about y'all? I shall go. So my honorable mention, I had a little tough time with the honorable mentions. One of them I, I did have here that Jafar kind of brought to my mind right now, kind of moved up the ranks to become an honorable mention, was the Grinch. I don't know if I, I don't know if I remember this correctly, but I feel like either I, I, I saw this at the theater, at the theaters with Jafar, or maybe he just had the VHS and we saw it. I feel you like know. we went to the theater. Yeah, I think we did. I feel like your mom took us, but yeah. <laughs> I know earlier, like 10 minutes ago, I just said that I don't care for Christmas movies, but this is one of those that I do actually enjoy. And every year I'm like, hey, Cilantro, you want to watch The Grinch? You know, like <laughs> I like I like to watch it. He's hilarious in it. And I remember there was one time when, wasn't there like a rumor on TV where they're like, oh yeah, if you see it at this specific time, oh, maybe it was just Jafar. Jafar said, I think you can see his ball sack when he jumps oh, on the bed. when he jumps on the bed. <laughs> Really? You can't. You can't. I was just oh. a kid imagining shit. Oh, he, he was just imagining his ball sack. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, they dyed his balls green. Cool. <laughs> it was just the the fur from the Grinch. <laughs> My other honorable mention: Jafar's gonna stab me, but the mask is. <laughs> <laughs> Just because there there are other ones that I was akin to, but I love the mask. It's very entertaining. Like you said, Cameron Diaz. It's an older movie, but it's hilarious, and I love it. But going into number three, I do have Ace Ventura, the original, number one. Mm-hmm. When, like Jafar mentioned, the sex scene. And the other day, like I was in the car, and that song came out, and... And I was just thinking, like, that's so funny how we we watched that and didn't think anything of it. And, like, now whenever I hear that song, I automatically go back to that scene. So I guess I associate that song with sex. And then the ballerina, when he's a ballerina. I think we said it a couple casts ago. Laces out. (laughs) Uh, Number two on my list, I do have... Well, what we thought was Tieta's favorite, but we don't know. Liar, liar is what I... (laughs) Liar, liar. I watch it. I still watch it to this day. Whenever it's on TV, it's one of those movies that I will keep on. It's not. I'm not going to flip the channel. If it's on, I'm going to watch it. Mm. Me and my sister watched it a lot, and a lot of a lot of funny stuff that we see from there. And number one, I do have Dumb and Dumber. I just love the chemistry between Harry and Lloyd. The most annoying sound in the world. Like you said, pretty pretty. the little sword fight that they have when they go into the to the room dressed up in their tuxedos and spraying the the peppermint oil in the guy's eyes and that's my all-time favorite Jim McCarrie Jim Carrey movie Jim McCarrey well, I guess. All right, Siete, you got yourself 4 minutes but we can go over obviously cuz we can talk about Jim Carrey a lot. <laughs> I was so I'm not going to lie, I was like looking at the list right now of movies and I was like really struggling cuz I liked a lot of movies that he did, but of course we gotta like keep it keep it tight, keep it tight. As far as honorable mentions, I, I do think a few might be outside the realm for me. I liked my me, myself, and Irene. I, I and and I guess for me it's it's you know, it comes back to like like I was saying before, like with, with Adam Sandler, Cinemax just played a lot of these movies over and over and over again. And so I just got really like I just saw it and like I think like <laughs> fucking the the scene that always pops out the most with that movie is when he fucking they're in the fucking hotel and he's got the he pulls up the fucking dildo and he's like well I see I like I forget what exactly he says but I I see Mister whatever got some time here 
And she's like, that wasn't for me. He just like looks like what? Dude, I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe that's just me fucking thinking about it. But but yeah, and then man, now it's getting fucking now it's fucking hard to like man, I I guess an honorable mention would be Dumb and Dumber. Because my top three movies are movies that I love a lot. And Dumb and Dumber is like it's up there. Like it's the only the only problem with Dumb and Dumber is that I didn't get to watch it as much when I was younger with these other movies. But yeah, fucking Dumb and Dumber. I use that one a lot. Like, so you're saying there's a chance. I use that all the time. Fucking I love that. I don't know. That fucking movie was awesome. And then like the shitting movie. Like we're just I think I just sent that gift like two days ago to y'all. Like <laughs> just I don't know. Anyways. But going into my top three. So coming in at number three, same as Jafar, the Truman Show. And I know it's not really a funny, like, it's not really like a funny movie. But just like how I was saying with me, myself, and Irene, it was on Cinemax a lot. And I saw the Truman Show. And it's it's a really good movie, like, just in general, like, not even trying to be funny. It's a good movie. Like, sometimes, like, I saw a, a reel the other day on Instagram. It's like people people thinking that they're in the Truman Show because something happens, like a song plays or whatever. I don't know. Like, it was just a really fucking good movie. And then my number two would obviously be The Mask. Just like Jafar was saying, you know, that movie, like, I watched on the reg just all the time fucking scene where they're fucking doing the dancing was fucking crazy it was fucking <laughs> hilarious and then like but i didn't like i used to like it, it formed my childhood because i watched it when i was little and i you know it's just fucking <laughs> i don't know like it just formed my childhood like and, and i didn't realize that there was like bad stuff in that movie like yeah. i didn't realize it was not a kid's movie but he, and then of course my number one, and I guess this is going to be going into what fucking Falcon and Jafar were thinking. It is going to have to be Liar Liar because I watched, I did end up, I do remember watching Liar Liar a fucking lot. And yeah, man, I fucking love that movie. It was good. The fucking The Claw. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> The um. Pin is <laughs> dang i have to admit i have to admit that the throwing uh, me myself and irene in there did not see that coming because now because <laughs> now i'm like surprised like that ace ventura is not on the list well for see you. you know what ace ventura i didn't get to watch I, to be honest with you i knew i know the reference lace is out i didn't watch it a lot when i was younger i wasn't allowed to you didn't Dude. get to see the the a week yeah, I didn't. I, 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 the one I saw more was Ace Ventura 2. I saw that mm. one more than I saw Ace Ventura 1. I, I was going to jokingly put in there either the number 23 or Cable Guy. And the number 23, it wasn't really that good of a movie. It was like a, it was actually a really horrible movie. But I don't know. I watched it a lot. Like I ended up watching it a bunch of times and the cable guy is just a random movie that you know i feel like i don't feel like people ever watch the cable guy i feel I, like i talk to people about it and i feel like we're probably the only people that understand the references was, from that movie i was gonna say it's like the cable guy for me that's another one that i watched uh a pretty good amount of times because my cousin i'll call her i'll just call her heathers like the movie heathers mm-hmm 
<laughs> but she had Cable Guy on VHS, so I would watch it every now and then. And so for me on my list, it, the putting Dumb and Dumber as an honorable mention was like is either that or Cable Guy. But I was like, I was like, I feel like Dumb and Dumber made me laugh a little more, and it's a little more iconic. So I just left Cable Guy off. But, but I did Cable watch Cable a Guy one. a good amount of times. It, it's kind of a creepy one, though. I think that's why it I is a it creepy list. I, I think I remember getting like kind of just weird feelings in my stomach as a kid <laughs> watching it. Yeah, I felt like it was a more scary movie. But right? yeah, I don't know, man. And now that I think about it, I'm trying to remember like the plot of the number 23. I am struggling. I remember just bits and pieces of that movie. And I saw that a lot. God damn. Like, I guess it's that it. bad of a movie. Your mother. <laughs> you, did you struggle with any Falcon? Well, I struggled with the honorable mentions. Yeah, because like I, I was thinking kind of like the cable guy or maybe something something even like Bruce Almighty or yeah, yeah. Yes Men. Yes Men's a good one, too. Yeah, so those were fighting to be in the in the honorable mention, but then eventually when you brought up the when you brought up the Grinch, I was like, oh yeah, man, because mm-hmm. I forget about you know the movie sometimes, but that brought it back, and I think um, see at the your your, your mom your mother just didn't want you to watch Ace Ventura at that time. She didn't want you to see Captain Winky. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I mean, I have seen it, like bits and pieces of it, so I know what that is. <laughs> when I was younger, I thought it was a turd. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, like when the the scene where he was like putting all the gum in his mouth, like while well, spying. Like I never understood that. I was just like, mm, that he he really likes gum. Like what? <laughs> so I don't know. Just dumb, the whole burning his clothes and like showering. <laughs> I was like, do they not love each other anymore? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny. But yeah, we were definitely watching things that we shouldn't have as, as kids, I guess, most That's of us. Definitely but, the case. But you're right. It, it, we were too young to notice, but it shaped a lot of our humors for sure. Like, I, I remember going back to the one I put at number one, the mask, like the whole part where they catch him in the park and they're like, freeze. And he like becomes an ice cube. <laughs> and then he's just like, He's like, put your hands up. And he's like, but you told me to freeze. Like, I was like, that's that's just something that I would use nowadays, like, if I could, as a joke. But I don't know, man. That was our, our Jim, our, I was going to say our Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> really quickly. I had something really quickly I just wanted to say. This isn't Jim Carrey at all, but we're talking about stuff that we weren't supposed to watch when we were little. I hope, I hope Biggie D doesn't feel like I'm calling him out here. But my niece... Saw something she wasn't supposed to watch. How bad? She watched all of the Squid Games. <gasps> oh, dang. And, of course, I mean, Biggie D doesn't, doesn't watch it because it's a Korean movie. And he's not going to watch something that's dubbed or whatever. But, yeah, dude, like, I started watching it and I was like, hmm, my niece probably should not have been watching this. But she watched it because her friends were watching it. And I was struggling, like, I, I was thinking about it, because she's in, like, sixth grade now. Like, my niece is old now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I was thinking back in sixth grade, I was watching stuff like that. I was watching some bad stuff sometimes. Yeah, so, that's true. like, she's it's, at that age, I guess it's It's, it's, it's okay. one of those things, though, where it's, like, it's not necessarily the content, but, like, how they're introduced to it. And mm-hmm. so I guess the fact that it wasn't her parents that, like, 
were able to sit down with her and, and like explain what they were watching. It was like she felt the peer pressure of having to just do it in secrecy. Yeah. You know. And and it was just it was just because her friends were watching it. Like her friends so told her, like, oh, you should watch this show. And I mean, she has a Netflix account. She has her phone. She has it's not like us where we had to watch it on fucking the TV. She could just watch it on her phone and no one knows what she's watching, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like I I guess it's just us getting old now. Like, fuck, I'm old. Gotta do but... that parental controls. Just ask Falcon. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same time, like, <laughs> but dude, should we? I guess it's just an argument. Like, I know we're short on time here, but it's like, should we? Should Biggie D and I get after her for watching it when at her age, when we were her age, we watched shit just as bad? I was watching at that age. I was that's when I started getting into Billy Madison and Adam Sandler and I don't. I don't think y'all would have to get after her, but you would definitely need to just kind of like have a session. Yeah, I mean, I talked to her. Like, I, I called like, her afterwards. Yeah, and you can just be like, "Look, you're you're at that age where you the concept of death is not foreign to you anymore. You know that people will stop living at some point, and like this show has to do with murder, and you know, just kind of like explain it out because." I mean, the fact that you're already questioning it means probably that you should do it. Yeah. Because you know something needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I mean, she's smart enough to understand. Like, she she's smart enough. I don't think we've had the discussion about Santa Claus and all that. But I never had that discussion with her. Or, I mean, I well, I never personally never had that discussion with my parents. I just figured out on my own that, oh, I guess Santa Claus isn't real. You know, spoiler alert for those who are listening that if they didn't know that. <laughs> oh shit! Did we lose Jafar? <laughs> <laughs> Jafar, it's like he's a uh, setting up for his picture, like a uh, picture day. All right, tilt your head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I guess. Yeah, lost Wi-Fi. So we'll just go ahead and just. Did you have anything to add to this little thing before we ended here? This little thing. No. Well, I mean, I did see something that said real quick, real quick, where he, uh, on parenting, uh, they said you cannot control your child's every move. All you can do is be there when they need you. And so that's something that helps me because I can't be telling Thekid, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. She has to learn. And, you know, like if she falls or something, all I can do is be there for her when she falls but it's a learning experience and just like your niece it's a learning experience but well i don't know we're short on time here so i guess we'll continue this into the next episode because the next episode will be probably be a little more chill i guess i will go ahead and how do they say it on the uh uh, uh, for my oh Oh, he's here dang he had a cinnamon roll in his hand too (laughs) oh that's today that's Omega. He's getting his oil all over her. I thought that was a cinnamon roll. I just saw the head. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna close out yeah. for you, Jafar, but since you are back on here, I will let you handle that. Uh oh, hilarious. You want me to close it out? Yeah. Yee. Oh, all right, man. Well, I want to thank you all today for listening. I appreciate. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. We're always happy to have you here. Go ahead and leave some comments. Like, subscribe, share the hell out of us. 
We really hope that you enjoyed our conversations about Jim Carrey. If you if you love Jim Carrey, if you're a '90s kid yourself, go ahead and comment some of your favorite Jim Carrey movies on our on our statuses and stuff. We want to know uh, what kind of movies you appreciate from Jim Carrey. For all we know, you're gonna have uh, fun with Dick and Jane at number one. You know, <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> what what if? What if? But signing off from GSPN, this is Darth Jafar, and I'm followed by the Siete Uno. And once again, hopefully by this time, uh, we Ben Simmons has been dealt with already. But if he has not been, Spurs don't need Ben Simmons. Just as a reminder. <laughs> and this is a, a Falcon Chew. <laughs> right, Falcon all. Chew, put us into hyperspeed. Punch it, punch it, punch it, Chewy. Chewy, we're blasting off again.